This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, top of the day, actually, I'm talking in Denver, Colorado, my home base, snowy Denver, Colorado. And my guest today is the amazing visionary Penny Sansevieri, who has got a brand-smacking new um, edition, really expanded, extraordinarily updated of Red Hot Internet Publicity. So I would tell any of you who are thinking about a book, you're gazing in your belly button about a book. You look at the press. You've got it in hand. You've got one that's so old and stale. Get the book. Just go up on Amazon for Red Hot Internet Publicity. Penny Sansevieri. It's a mouthful to spill, so I'm going to spell it for you. It's S A N S E. D-I-E-R-I. And I'm so proud of myself that I can spill it. But <laughs> exactly. And I know it. And um, what we're going to do is talk about a variety of things about Internet marketing. But one of the great things is Penny is literally hot off the uh, uh, coming from the the Social Media World Expo that was in San Diego just a short while ago. And so she's going to be bringing back some of the hot things that were just really the buzz from the podcasting, the video. And, of course, we do want to talk about all the ins and outs, the ups and news, what's working, what's not working in Internet strategies for your book. And with that, Penny, welcome back to your Guide to Book Publishing. Oh, my gosh, you're so awesome for that wonderful introduction. Thank you. I love your show. Um, I'm so pleased to be here, um, to be back here with you. All right. So what was, Penny, what was the thing that you went there to the social media world that you thought you knew that turned you upside down? Was there anything that just blew you away? Yes. Yes, and this is, I am going to lead with this, and this is going to blow you away, too, and it's probably going to blow your listeners away. So, you do this radio show, right, which mm-hmm. is also a podcast, so I can download it and listen to it anytime. Right. Do you know that podcasting is so big right now that both BMW and Ford, in their new vehicles, they're going to have a podcasting mechanism so that you can download and listen to your podcast there? Well, actually, I did know that was going to happen, and I was. Of course, told- you did. <laughs> I was so shocked by that. The numbers that they gave at this expo were phenomenal on podcasting, and a lot of authors, you know, podcasting kind of, you know, we sort of feel like, oh, it's sort of had its day, and it's kind of, but you know, podcasting and video, two of the biggest things that probably that I feel like that came out of 
that expo, but I've got awesome tips on Facebook and Pinterest and, and Perfect. pretty much anything. I mean, these guys, phenomenal teachers, really oh, phenomenal. That was great. Well, you know, Penny, I will say that about a year ago, it came into my radar that we would be able to download podcasts into the newer versions of cars, which also means that there will be some gadget uh, because it's sellable, so they'll create a gadget that you can plug it into the hoo-hoo that used to be for cigarette lighting. Uh, <laughs> now yeah. we're charging our batteries that you'll be able to plug into some device within the car to be able to have it. And it what it does is it creates a very expandive um, cyber world to download anything and everything and bypass AMFM. It's going to be, maybe it's a CM, cyber marketing or whatever. Whatever those M stand for on the AM and FM, I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, it's just a phenomenal. Um, I took a couple of podcasting sessions, and I was just, I was, I was blown away. I was just blown away by how staggering, you know, the, the, how staggering the numbers are. So that's one thing. Um, video, video, video. I will tell you that we started uh, about a year ago. I really started to kind of ramp up video on our YouTube channel, and you know what I got to tell you, we had like now. Nah, 1,000 views, it was really nothing, you know. And about six months ago, now we didn't really change the content. We just kept putting it out consistently. About six months ago, our numbers started increasing, and we've got almost 17,000 views on our YouTube channel in six months. So that's up like 16,000. Now, we didn't market the channel. We didn't do anything, but we did continue to put consistent content out. And this is what I'm seeing from other people who are doing videos. They're saying, you know what? Consistent content, keep it out there. YouTube is its own search engine. Um, and it is a phenomenal tool for bringing people into your marketing conversation and into your message. And you know what? It's not always me being a talking hit on video because I'll tell you what, if I have to get in front of the camera all the time, I mean, look at, you know, I have a home office we all know, those of us with home offices, that we don't always show up ready to be on camera at our desk. So a lot of times I'll do voiceovers or something, you know, um, or I'll capture video from an event or something like that. But, yeah, it, it, video is another phenomenal. Um, recommend a minute to two minutes at the most, I think, for video just to kind of not lose people's attention. Well, let me ask you something on the video side of it because I, I mean I've actually started putting up a video blog once a week on mm -hmm. that lasts mine, mine lasts anywhere from one to four minutes max and it depends upon what I'm talking about. Uh, I think the last this week I put it up on how to what what's in a cover, what should be on a cover, what you look like. So I'm trying to give tips on book production um, in a lot of areas, but expanding it. But I'm curious, what do you think if you were to identify uh, one to three items that all of a sudden did the giant goose that you went from a thousand viewerships on YouTube to all of a sudden kissing 20,000. And, and I will say for all of you who do not know, YouTube and Google joined at the hip. Google owns YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so I would think that, you know, I used to do stuff that was on camera. So I would sit in front of the camera and I would yada, yada, yada about something about marketing. Didn't get a ton of views on that. When I got 
super instructive. So when I dropped just these mini tips in a quickie session, here's how to get more book reviews, here's how to get more views on Google, um, those things went through the roof. I have some of those little one to two minute sessions that I did just filming, you know, doing a screen capture with Camtasia on my computer that have had like 500 views. I mean, it's ridiculous how much the little how-to stuff. So, you know, I mean, I think that in some markets, having somebody get on camera um, and, you know, talk is fine and gets a lot of views. But for this market, you know, people really want substance. They don't want a lot of yada yada. God knows that we all, we both know that there's a lot of people that are out there just sort of talking and, and they, people want more substance. So that's one thing that I think really changed it for us. Um, I became much more granular in the, the sessions that I, um, that I taught on YouTube. All right, and so it was. It's really so. The driver penny is what I'm hearing is, it's it's not talking to, it's showing how. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very very good way to put it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the other thing, and I, I I hate to throw another another uh, social network at your listeners. Um, somebody said, you know, it's just like throwing a screaming baby in my lap. I just don't know how to soothe it, and. To, to some degree, I know that, you know, social networks are already a huge time suck, but I will tell you that Google Plus, this is another thing that came out of these sessions, Google Plus is not just a social network. It is a social search driver. So if you are trying to get visibility on Google and you are not on Google Plus at least once a day, at least once a day, it's going to hurt your search. And I would think that in a year from now, you're going to be, if you don't start today, you're going to be really sorry. And Judith, I noticed, you know, you're on Google Plus, you're super active. Um, that's really, people, authors need to grab their Google Plus page. If they haven't, you know, it's really easy to do. I have YouTube uh, videos on our YouTube channel, but you, if you have a Gmail address, you already have one. You just have to activate it. Yeah, I think what's also important for people to understand, I mean, I, I've actually been writing a little bit. I think that there's going to be a Google Plus versus a, a Facebook smackdown. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I, I think it's really close. You may use that headline if you want. I, I think that's close to coming. And I, and I do know that there are some for our, our listeners that are publishing that if they have a heavy female audience, if they're um, really into moms and, and some of the spirituality, I think Facebook is really, you, you must, 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 must be there. But for a lot of these other areas that Google Plus is really the arena to go into, I mean, I'm recognizing it. I'm, I'm taking, I'm going to take a course on it. And it's not that complicated, but there's a lot that I need to learn because I see that way to be able to communicate with members of Author U all over the world with the uh, Hangout Air, which is what I want to do because that ties directly from from uh, uh, the video experience of, of like if, if Penny was on a, a Hangout Air, which we're going to do, Penny, that she would be on the screen, I would be on the screen, and everybody could watch in a live streaming via YouTube channel. How freaking hot is that? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is really, really hot, um, and I I love Google Hangouts. I mean, you know, Google kind of runs the world. They own so much, you know, as you pointed out, YouTube and, um, you know, a lot of other properties online. So, yeah, Google Plus is 
super, super important. The other thing, and this is something that I did a video on too, is authorship. And authorship is something that Google has come up with, essentially, for you to grab content online that belongs to you. Uh, and, and Penny, we're going to go. I want you to hold on to that because we're sure. going to take a quick break. We have 15 seconds to go in the break. Okay. But that. Uh, why don't we come back? I think when we come back, I'd like you to tell him how you grab it, if you can. How do you grab it and claim it and maybe do that setup? Because it's certainly not as complicated, and I don't see Google going the way Facebook does, is every time they have a hiccup, they change the This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good with? If you already have a book out, You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join AuthorU today through its website at AuthorU.org. Follow AuthorU on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The Free Terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract, all equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author You and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no contract Author You deal. Every picture tells a story, and it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards including 
Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, with me for this hour is the incredibly insightful Penny Sansevieri, and she is the chief visionary and the CEO, and she's the founder of Author Marketing Experts, and Penny has a variety. I would just go to their website and just check out amarketingexperts.com. Sign up for the blog. You want to do that. You want to follow her on, and get in her circle on Google+, Plus, which we're both big advocates of. And you want to really pay attention to what she says, and you can follow her excellence columns in the HuffPo, Huffington Post. And she will be in Denver in two weeks, May 2nd through 4th, where she'll be doing two presentations on what we're talking about, plus much more, and totally available to schmooze and network and a variety of other things. So that's at the Author You Extravaganza. To get information on that, there are 10 seats left. And that is authoryou.org. So with that, Penny, we were talking about authorship and Google+. And let's spend, I'd like to focus this session on Google+, because I think that is the giant gorilla out here for all of us, especially in marketing our books. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are absolutely right. It is the 10,000-pound gorilla. It is going to become even bigger as the year progresses. Um, Google has put a variety of things in place, and authorship grew out of um, their frequent algorithm changes. And what I mean by that is, is that Google would basically do a clean sweep of their Internet, and they would take out any website that were trying to trick the system. And believe me, there are a lot of people out there who are trying to trick the system. So as a result of that, they've created authorship. And authorship, essentially, what that does is it allows you to claim your space. It allows you to claim um, your articles. And it's very easy to do. Now, I do, it's tougher to walk this through on the phone, but I'll guide your listeners as much as I can and then also refer them to the authorship video that I have on our YouTube channel um, but basically what you do is you go in and you just make sure that your email is verified, that your website is verified. And keep in mind that if you have a website like Judith, your email, judith at mm -hmm. you have briles.com. So 
that's okay. I have Penny at AmarketingExpert.com, and I have AmarketingExpert.com. So it's an email that's part of a domain. Now, that's one of the requirements. So if you don't have that, you may want to consider it because it will also help with your search ranking. Um, but you verify the website, you verify the email, and then what I will also do on the back end, so on the settings part of it where you're set, where you're talking about your job and your hobbies and where you live, is there's a place to also list sites that you blog for. So, for example, I write for Huffington Post. I list my column there. I write for XYZ. I list that. And by listing that, it will associate that with you, so it'll start to claim that as part of your platform online. But what it will also do is every time that something pops up that you have written when you've done this association, it'll include your picture. And a picture, because pictures are so powerful online, which I want to talk about maybe in the next part of this session, um, pictures are so powerful that you are like four times more likely to get a click even if you are at the bottom of the, the search page because you have a picture associated with the search. So a couple reasons to do it, right? It's better for ranking. It's better for visibility. Um, it's better for your website. And like I said, in a year, I think if you don't do this now, you're going to be really sorry. So start early. Let me ask you this on the uh, on the website because one of the challenges that I've this has been one of my rants is that with all the different platforms, if you have multiple hats you wear or you have say different personas because you have different things you're involved in, like I have the Brails.com, which was my more traditional general. A speaking site. Then I have the Book Shepherd, which is all my publishing and all my book work that I do one on one. And then there is Author You, which is the organizational, which is I just created and founded, but it has a whole bunch of members in it. And each one uh, demands, if you have whatever platform, a different email, which makes me cuckoo. But they they do. So how do you, for someone like myself, because I know there's a lot of people out here with this, that how do they go? In when they're claiming this authorship, that if you put up, uh, uh, well, they accept multiple emails so they can go out and verify them, as well as multiple websites so they can do a cross check. That's a very, very good question. And you're right, there are a lot of people who have the same situation. The answer to that is not currently. Currently, you should use your primary domain and your primary email address. So I know that's a little annoying. Google is a little ADD about Google+, um, and I would say the same thing for Facebook, only that Facebook is much more visible about how ADD they are right now. Um, but Google is continually updating and changing and upgrading this. So I would suspect in a few months that you will be able to register multiple domains, but right now they want to keep it at one. What you can do is you register your primary domain, and then under the settings where you're setting up your profile, you list the other domains as places that you blog at. So it will also grab the content. So if you were to blog, let's say, at browse.com, it'll grab that content and associate it with you anyway. All right, so that's the way to do that. Yeah. And, and actually for me, that Bryles now is a, 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 a third level because I'm not doing that kind of stuff, and, and it, but it is very equal between Author You and The Book Shepherd. So right. one has to be a primary, and what, the, what you have just said, 
um, is that it would better to go in with Judith at thebookshepherd.com because my first name is affiliated with that. That's what I heard you say. Yeah. And, and then have the authoru.org site as the secondary where I put up three blogs a week. Right, exactly. And I would actually say that, you know, you could conceivably, because Author U is so huge, um, you could conceivably have a separate page for Author U. And in a situation where we're dealing with um, a speaker, a business owner, or an author who has, um, you know, a, a secondary domain, which is actually not so secondary, no, yeah. um, like yourself, you could create a you know a separate profile for it, um, because if you're blogging several times a week there, I mean that's pretty that's that's a lot. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I really don't know. I don't really know how you keep up with it. But um, that's the other that's the other piece of this, though, too, Judith. That we can get into at some point on this call is um, content, content, content. We are all content generators. <laughs> I have to tell um, you, someone, there, someone told me that there was a there was a pool out there with people questioning whether I slept or not. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say the same thing. I mean, it's 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 crazy how much you know how much content we have to create. Uh, it, yeah, it is, and content, and of course, there's uh, one of, one of the things that with the extravaganza we have a session on repurposing, and one of the things that help you. Uh, uh, develop content is go back to your old stuff and remodernize it. I mean, that's what's going on. Everything gets morphed. And I can just tell you, I, Guy sent out a, a Guy Kawasaki, who is our opening keynote on Friday morning at the extravaganza, sent out a really crazy, funky little two minute video on 10,000 iPhones dominoing. Well, it tweaked me. I retweeted it out. I rewrote a thing and I put up a deal on the Author You uh, LinkedIn group and it, all of a sudden these ideas and, and someone commented on it people started commenting on it and it tweaked me that all of a sudden I wrote my entire blog for Monday in 15 minutes and it was all about when does nonsense cross over to creativity so you know I love finding that kind of stuff yeah that, you know that's what works I mean I to me that's what works well, and the thing about it is, though, is that we we don't always have to be, I mean, it's important to be on message. You know, it's really important to be on message. You don't want to be, but every once in a while, you know, I'll send something out. Like over the weekend, I was listening to this talk radio show, and this guy called Johnny Flight or something, I don't know, he was talking about airlines and how to get, get the best deals. And I know that 90% of my Twitter followers are, you know, travelers, maybe heavy travelers, and, you know, are needing that. So I'm going to tweet that out to my people. So sometimes it's fun to find something that's just different and unique and, you know, be helpful. That's the biggest, that's the biggest part of creating, uh, you know, well, creating content. Exactly. And the rule is that, at least it was the unwritten rule, for every, every 15 tweets or postings, you keep them content, and then you can have one that may be more personal. And with that, we're going to be right back with me is Penny Sansevieri. We are talking about marketing, Internet strategies. We're going to get into some of those and some of her insights that she pulled from the social media world. I'm Judith Bryles. It's your guide to the public. Hey. 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Colorhouse Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Colorhouse to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. As we usually do at the bottom of the hour, we bring on one of our sponsors. And one of my favorite people in the whole world is Nick Zellinger, who, um, who, who took it with stride when I called him after I attended a lecture. And uh, Nick, are you there? And I always like to bring on, sorry for that interrupt. So what we do is we try to bring on, if something's happened with Nick's phone line, but we'll try one more time. Um, one of our sponsors, Nick Zeland, is one of the people who really made the beauty out of my most recent book, Author You, 
creating and developing author and book platforms. So um, we will get this together. And I'm just going to keep talking because I'm not sure. Penny, are you still there? I am still here. But I don't know what this noise is. It's somebody, he's, he's gotten disconnected and it's just that beeping sound. So let's see if we can get um, this. Well, Penny and I'll come back, and then hopefully Nick will be getting back on with us. But we're going to come back to looking at the social media world, and specifically, we talked about images, and Penny brought up something very specific, and it dealt with um, the arena of images, and that there was four times the possibility of a click-through, which I knew images were important, but I didn't realize there was a four times higher probability of click-through. So that means you need to start collecting them, creating some originals. And I know that I did uh, with my recent book, Author You, creating and building the author book platforms. And I went to the designer and I said, Don, I need all those illustrations in separate, separate, so I can start using them on all my blogs, continue to add to the funness for some of the blogging that, that would make a fit. So they're uniquely mine. And I actually had people start commenting, where did you get those images? I paid for them, people. But that's what you want to think about um, on those. So images are critical. What are the two big platforms that use images? Well, Pinterest and Facebook certainly are out there. So, Penny, what do you think about that, and how can we expand our marketing efforts there? Well, I think that... Um you know, when you're looking at when you're looking at these particular websites. So the reason let me just back up for a second. The reason that uh, Pinterest got so big so fast is because it's eye candy. It's one big site full of eye candy. And the um you know, and, and the images have really carried Pinterest and carried the success. So because of that and and I think it was very much a timing thing that Pinterest, um, you know, started up, was that... Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know what? Penny is talking. Let, let's finish that. Nick, hang on, and let, Penny will continue with the Pinterest side, and then we'll come back and, and let you in on the conversation, okay? Since you're a graphics dude, it's perfect. Um, so... So anyway, so so back to Pinterest. So so the, the images are really, really, really important. And here's the thing. Here's the real key to using images. So it's more than just sort of finding a picture and slapping it up there. And there's a link. Um, actually, it's on our blog under um, – I, I put up the highlights from Social Media Marketing World in a blog post, all of my fabulous and best tweets. And, Judith, I can send it to you if you want to send it to your listeners afterwards. But there's a link to some of these great stock photo sites fairly inexpensive to get to get photographs because you want to you know you want to do it right you don't want to just grab something off of the internet and google images and you know call it yours but the key really is is to actually put verbiage on this graphic and you can do this through like PicMonkey, which is picmonkey.com it's free you can also have a paid version i've been using it for free for a year i love it i put you know verbiage on images and the reason that you want to do that is because it helps it helps to get more click-throughs. So we always put images on our blog. We put an image on our blog. We write something on the image, right? So we put some kind of verbiage on the image. Then we put that on Pinterest. Now when someone sees it, it's more than just a pretty picture of a sunset or a girl holding a book. It's a girl holding a book with the message of how to sell more books, 
right, which is going to get more click-throughs. The same thing is true for Facebook. And that is a big differentiating factor from, I would say, even like eight months ago, where people were just sort of slapping images up. Now everybody's doing images. You've got to be, you know, you've got to raise the bar on that a little bit. So that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's one thing. I can go through more uh, tips on Facebook and Pinterest, but certainly we have Nick on, and I'm sure everybody's, you know, eager to hear what he has to say. Well, let's let's let Nick jump in. Who is a graphics guy? And um, and I and I have to tell you, Nick and I were working on a cover design for a mutual client, and Nick is certainly designer and stuff. But um, and then I'm telling him, "Well, try this, move this, let's try this, bring it together." And oh my God, Nick, we got it in the first hop. So did we lose Nick again? Sounds like it. All right. So, Penny, we're back. <laughs> okay. <I give> up. <laughs> All oh, right. my gosh. I know. Well, I don't know what's going on in the studio today. But let's – all right. So Pinterest is really critical, and that comes together. And then we have uh, – and Facebook. So what will happen um, – Facebook is talking about – I mean, I read not too long ago, Facebook is changing again. Are they – are they, maybe this is speculation, are they running from behind now? Um, is, there, is Facebook running from behind? Yeah, I mean, is there some fear out there that there's been so many hiccups with them? Um, it's almost like starting with their stock option or their stock uh, their stock offering that they things didn't go as great as they were hoping it. And it's almost like they're running behind out in the social media worlds. Or am I just speculating? No, 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 you're not speculating. I mean, I think it's a, it's a, here's the problem. Facebook, even if they aren't running from behind, they sure look like they are. Here's the problem with Facebook. Now, I talked to a gal just briefly who wrote the book Think Like Zuck, which is about obviously Zuckerberg and, you know, how to be like him, mindset-wise, creativity, yada, yada. But, but she, she said this too. She said Facebook has been, that Facebook's original goal was to try and monetize. Like they really wanted to monetize. They wanted to make money. And I know they've got Facebook ads and they've got Facebook this and that, but they really haven't made the kind of money, surprisingly, that Pinterest has. Pinterest is outnumbering all of these sites because these companies are just making money left and right. I mean, these companies that have their stuff there, they're just making really, really good money. If, if you're doing it right, you can make money on Pinterest. So Facebook wants to monetize and they want to do this and then they're running ads and they're trying to, you know, so they're, they're trying, they, they have lost sight of their strategy. And I will tell you that I think that their stock option hurt them more than they are willing to admit. I think that their IPO was, you know, obviously not that great. Um, there was a lot of hype. And look at it. It's a hype about a social networking site where basically you go on and you, I mean, you know, 90% of the people are on there posting family pictures. You know, so you got to kind of wonder where's the value. Um, but, you know, now Google Plus, I think in a year, I think you're going to see pretty much an equal playing field. Google Plus, surprisingly, has way more people using it than you might think. Um, not a lot of people talk about it because it's not as, cool. You know, Facebook started with this whole cool story and they've got these guys and they're making this in college and there's a movie about it. Nobody's really running to make a movie about Google yet. You know, so there's a little bit more of that Hollywood behind Facebook, but I think you're going to see that that it's it's in a little bit of a run for its, for its life, so to speak. I think it's going to be at 
you know, Google's going to be, Google Plus is going to be at its level very quickly. Well, I, you know, I, I'm one of those believers. I think that there is more of a serious tone to that um, uh, for Google+. Plus. I, I mean, I just think that because of where they've come in and the side of it, and there is, uh, although we all know that Facebook is a search engine, I mean, you've got a search feature on it, but the, the reality is when most people go searching, Google is the number one and probably Bing, I guess, is number two, although YouTube is pretty big. But that's YouTube Google, is, too. YouTube is pretty big. YouTube is pretty big. Here's, here's another tip, by the way, for Pinterest before we get, get Nick back on the line. So um, 80% of the pins on Pinterest are repins, right? So where is the opportunity? Where do you think the opportunity is in creating original content? Okay, so keep in mind that if you're getting on Pinterest and you're creating original content, you are now light years ahead of 80% of the other people that are on there because all they're doing is just repinning. And you know what? Look at it. It's great. I love repinning stuff, you know, good marketing tips, things like that. But you've got to create original content. All right. So you have to come in visuals. And, and so you're saying that one of the ways to do that is to go something like PicMonkey and, and put together something with a favorite quote or a favorite saying or something and then start putting it up. But create those, since we're talking about Pinterest, create a board um, with those categories that that would fit in because people do love moving uh, or, or reading quotes and, and repinning those and sharing those. It's one of the hot ones. Yeah, yeah. People love, people love sharing quotes and sharing funny stuff and sharing things that, you know, here's, I, I heard this speaker a number of years ago, and he used the phrase, time to cool. And what that means is, is how long it takes somebody to land on your website or your pin or your Facebook update or whatever and go, wow, cool. Right. And ideally, that's, you know, that time is seconds. And that whole, wow, that's cool, is what gets them to share. Right. Studies have shown that that, you know, that emotion is one of the keys to getting people to share your stuff. They've seen it with articles that have been shared on Wall Street Journal and New York Times. The things that sort of inspire awe are the things that get more notice. Perfect. With that, we're going to take our final break. We'll be right back. I'm Judith Riles. Penny Sansonary is my guest. A few hiccups, but we're going to get to this. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The Free Terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract, all equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. 
Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author You and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract Author You deal. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303 303- 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Always better late than never. <laughs> and um, with me is, and Penny is still here. So with me is I Nick, am still here. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Zellinger, <laughs> one of my very favorite cover um, cover designers and interior designers. And actually, Nick is responsible 
um, for partnering with me on the development of Author You, creating and building the author book platforms. And we really had already laid the book out the old-fashioned way, six by nine, la, 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 with some graphics, but nothing really exciting. And I went to a workshop, and I was listening to it, and then just kind of this epiphany dropped in, and I thought, oh, no, we got to change it. We're, we're going to – I have an idea. So I called Nick, and I told him my idea, and there was just like dead silence. <laughs> seconds and and then he came back and he said you know you're right this could work i mean we could have some fun we you know what we're going to break a lot of rules with this one which is perfect for me i love to break rules so with this nick Dellinger nz graphics what are our hot tips on ebooks hi well um, i guess the, the biggest thing the latest discussion with a lot of designers i've been talking about is obviously the you know emergence of ebook covers and print book covers simultaneously so how do you design do you design the same cover for both? Obviously, uh, you know, the first uh, visual that anyone's ever going to see from an ebook is the thumbnail. So uh, you have to really uh, zero in on the fact that uh, that's a small object. So when you, when you have a cover that you like, make sure that when you're designing a cover, make sure you can reduce it down to size and see what it's going to look like as that thumbnail. Because the rise of ebooks have been, uh, have made thumbnails even more important now. But the biggest challenge for designers such as myself who have been doing book covers for 20 years and so is that, uh, you know, you have to figure out how you can do the best in both fields and how you can do the best in both for the print and for the ebook versions because you, uh, a lot of times we've been spoiled with some of these books, uh, um, literary books, for instance, like even like the Barbara King Solvers books or, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's covers that are kind of minimalistic in nature and they don't seem to pop at smaller sizes yet they're best selling authors so uh, my the six quick tips if you're a designer or if you're someone who's doing the book covers yourself is first of all do your research get online go to your bookstore observe uh, uh, other books that are in your genre which is number two pay attention to your genre make sure that you know uh, who your competition is so that you know that you're uh, gearing to the same uh, audience. And then pick a focal point for your uh, cover. Everything can't be important on the cover. The image and the text can't fight each other because the eye won't know where it's going to go. So figure out what's more should be more dominant, the topography or the image. And that brings us to number four, which is the image. And we were, Penny was talking about some of the places to go for imagery. And there are a lot of subscription royalty-free sites online like uh, dreamstime.com and iStockphoto and uh, thinkphotos.com. There's probably a good dozen or so where you can buy uh, inexpensive images uh, that are royalty-free. And, and then, of course, the last one, choose your colors carefully. Uh, and the colors matter a lot, uh, especially in the United States. For some reason, they have a very uh, some decent guidelines about how colors communicate um, messages and uh, emotions and stuff like that. So. Perfect. You know what? I missed one. So we do our research, make sure it's genre friendly, at least, yep. you know, okay. what the others are doing. Then yep. I have pick your focal point. Don't let your text and your image go into war and battle. Right. And then Very I have important. pick your image. I have colors. What did I miss? And then last one is to check the thumbnail. So if you're doing your designing in Photoshop or any other uh, image program, you're designing large, obviously, because you want to see what you're doing. But then shrink that image down to thumbnail size and see if you've lost your message. See Perfect. If the text Perfect. disappears and stuff like that. Exactly, because that you had to make it. This is not where you have a whole lot of writing on your book cover. It's that's not right. going to be seen. That's right. You can't have a huge long subtitle if you're if it's a if it's a business book or a nonfiction book. All those elements will fight, and the message will be totally lost. So it's really a fine balance and balance that you're trying to create 
when you're doing uh, covers that are going to be viewed uh, initially small, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Nick, it reminds me of the cover that you and I worked on, which was the adrenal fatigue syndrome, where the author had visualized the standard, typical, more clinical type of cover with all these words that you would see in a health care type of yeah. book. Mm-hmm. And Nick came up with this gigantic tangerine mango spiral with this black dot in the big old this spiral. <laughs> I loved it. And and um, and I twisted. I mean, I did twisting of the author to get him to go to that route, which turned out to be absolutely the right way to go because it set him apart. He was different, um, but it had his message on the text. It was there, but you could it just so popped on the thumbnail. It really that, did, and and he was able to brand that across several other editions of the different books. And yep. uh, it's very recognizable, so it really was a success. I and mean, it was really totally kind of left-field approach for most medical books. So, Yeah, I, th- I think you accused me of drugging him to go that way, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that. thanks, Nick. Nick Zellinger, Thank NZ Graphics uh, at com. He does a great job, and Nick will be at the Extravaganza exhibiting. So come join, come say hello. All right, Penny, we've got about um, six minutes, I guess to talk about some things as we come back. And I think it would be a really good idea just to talk about marketing. Um, You come from the old school where print was the primary format. E kept popping up and it would go down and popping up. And although the projections are that e-readers are going to be down 50% next year, tablets are moving in to take more over. Um, And uh, I I, I don't see print books going away. I I just don't see them. I'm not going to leave them and I think that I'd love to have some input on what to do for books in general whether they're print or e what different strategies maybe be up for the two of them well I think that the you know we create um, I, I still think ebooks are, are going to continue to do extremely well um, I think they've leveled off a little bit they, they almost have to because there was just so much happening in that industry but here's the thing with ebooks so readers, studies have shown that readers really want to engage with the author, you know, if they love a book. This is part of the reason why sites like Goodreads and Library Thing have all done extremely well, because readers can engage with the, with the authors. So I would encourage authors, at the end of your book, at the end of your ebook, give people a give readers a way to engage with you i'm not talking about like a special offer we all know about the special offers i get it i've done it it's great but give readers another way to engage with you especially you fiction authors who say well you know fiction is harder to promote i get it it is a little bit harder to promote yes and no i mean i've written fiction um too and we have authors who have written fiction who have done extremely well um, who are completely off the radar screen. You have to push it a little bit harder. But also create that engagement in the back of the book. Readers want to talk about the book. They want to go somewhere and they want to talk about it. The other thing is, is you have got to communicate with your readers. I talked to an author at a conference I was at. Actually, it was uh, Tools of Change in New York. And mm-hmm. she said that she's on Wattpad, which is W-A-T-T-P-A-D.com. She creates a ton of content. She writes fiction. And she is on there creating little mini short stories all the time, and she is engaging with her readers. Every single reader gets a response to their comment. She is always, always engaging readers. And here's the thing, guys. 
social media feels a little impersonal. It can be very impersonal if you're just blasting stuff out to people. You have to you have to engage because we don't want to lose that human touch, even if it is through a blog comment or an email sending a thank you note or something, because that engagement with your readers will help you to sell more books. People say, well, what helps you to sell more books? I don't really have the magic you know, answer for that, but I do know what doesn't sell books is just throwing a book out there and not engaging with people who have bought the book. I am always so flattered when people write me and say, what a fabulous and amazing book, or whatever they're saying about the book, or you know, even if they say to me, Penny, you could have done better with this, hey, it's great feedback. Um, exactly, and, yeah. You know, so engage with your readers. I mean, I think that's, social media isn't going anywhere. Ebooks aren't going anywhere. Make sure that you have a way to interact with people at the end of the book, not just by saying, contact me here, but maybe there's a discussion group or a reader group or send them to your Wattpad page or send them to your Facebook page where they can learn more about you or whatever that is. Engagement, engagement, engagement. Super important. So- so the bottom line is, and we, we have like one minute to go here, but the bottom line is engage, communicate, follow up. So wherever you send them, make sure, dear author, you get your tush there so you can respond ongoing. I know that um, uh, people will find me always on the LinkedIn group, Author You, that I, I'm i on there three to four times a day, so I'm constantly personalized commenting on whatever they're commenting on in discussions. So yeah. send them where you are. All right, Penny Sansaberry, thank you, thank you, thank you. If thank you, you. Want to, you're welcome. If you want to see Penny in person, if you want to get her divine wisdom, if you want to have some laser <laughs> coaching, come to the Author You Extravaganza. That's Author You. That's the letter U dot org. And there are still some spots left. We'd love to see you here in Denver, Colorado. Spring, I promise, will be out. All right. So this is Judith Bryles, and you've been listening to your guide to book publishing. There is a lot going on in this book world. It's a never changing thing which is fabulous because it means that if you're in it you will not be boring and with that we'll see you next week For being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.